0: Time for Talk of the Town with Lisa K. We're back in the Talk of the Town studio today. My name is Lisa K. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Monday. Seems like it's going to be a short week this week. Maybe not here in this particular studio, but maybe where Paul Peterson works, <laughs> District 77 Superintendent. A uh, short week for you?
1: Oh, yeah, it is. It is four days, four days, and we, uh, we in, enter the winter holiday. Uh, break um it's a little, little shorter this this year around yeah. for kids but uh but yeah friday's uh friday will be off and then all all that next week and then uh the week or the day after uh new year's day is off but then and then uh january then back 3rd, at it we're at it
0: you're already like advancing us into a space that the kids <laughs> don't want to be into nope, right, right. I'm Sure. the teachers are looking forward to a oh, nice little break as and well and it's all
1: so deserved i mean the kids need to need to take a break and our staff well, they've just been grinding it out, and
0: is it true around this time of year? I mean, the, everything gets a little squirrely. Just like I hear this from teachers, I hear this from nurses that work in ERs and things like that. It's like um, around this time of year, or when there's a full moon, the oh. things get bizarre? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. yeah? It's, um So so this week we'll start we, today, pretty pretty typical day. Okay. Um, but tomorrow the wheels will start shaking. By Wednesday, Thursday, we <laughs> you know, We're like, got-
0: we're gonna watch a movie in class today. <laughs>
1: Hard. And and you know I tell I mean the kids are so amped up because there's a lot of anticipation for the weekend and just all of what you know having a full week off of school brings. Um, and it, but again our staff just I mean they keep they keep it moving um, and learning's happening every day. But it's just there's a completely different vibe in schools uh, whether it's elementary or high school. I mean high school it's the same right. thing. It's it will just feel different um and our teachers will respond to
0: that. Yeah, and they're they're ready to know. I know that we have so many different um, holiday traditions and religions and things like that happening mm-hmm. within our school that maybe we can't do this. I did see a school that had and it was a I think it was an elementary school in Indiana and they had their principal. I was going to tell you this story when I saw it because it's trending and you might have seen a video by now, but their principal has been dressing up as Elf on the Shelf. Oh. And like life-size Elf on the shelf and just <laughs> appearing. Every day there's been a video where the principal is one time she was actually duct taped to the wall oh my of the entrance. <laughs> and as the kids were coming in to school for the yeah. day, they were like, oh, there she is. Or uh, had a bunch of photocopies made of her face all over the place. <laughs> and then when you walk by the photocopy room, there she is, like sitting on top of the photocopier until the yeah. kids get to their first class. What was uh, the other thing? She had a giant candy cane or something like that, and she was in one of the glass displays where you would put like trophies.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know that creativity is that, and the kids. Isn't that great? They'll remember that their whole life forever. Hey, remember when Miss, you know, Mister Anderson was? Yeah. Um, and and taped to the wall, right, right? Right. You know, as a as a teacher, I just saw a teacher at East a couple weeks ago after a big Buccaneers win, and so he walks in with a Tom Brady. Jersey. On. Oh sure. You know he's thinking, gotta gotta give props to the goat. And so here he was fully, you know, he had a shirt and tie on, but he has his jersey on. Yes. And he just probably threw that on just as a little joke. Kids in his classroom, they'll they, be like, hey, remember that day when Mister Doe was dressed as Tom Brady?
0: They loved it, <laughs> right? It's
1: really yeah. neat, and yeah, so schools are filled with those sorts of just really fun, fun festive holiday sorts of things. All um, the antics. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like a couple days ago, the. East High School Chamber Choir mm-hmm. was down at uh, Central Office, and they came in and sang some winter songs, and they had the show choir, did a couple songs and dances, and uh, yeah, it was great. Brinkman had that those kids. just
0: awesome. I was late to the party on that, because it wasn't the East Chamber Choir, but it was the one from West, so okay. I saw that the choir teacher was putting out there like, we want to go sing places, yeah. like, let us know. And I thought, why didn't they come and sing at the radio station? I need to, like, we need to get them in here. That's
1: a great Let's idea. And I I know that they would do it. They have quite a tour because I, you know, checked in with the kids after they were done. And they said, oh, no, we're going up to the mall. Then we're going to Pathstone. And then we're right. going to, I mean, they just had a full day. So both schools are they do. doing all sorts yeah, of different really things. really fun. Yeah. It's really fun to have. And, and as we're all watching them and listening to them and. And uh, we have the same ideas. We're like, we've got to get that on social media. We've got to make sure that our community is, sees it. More and more yeah. people are able to see that. Because not everyone can go to a concert.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so when when uh, they can get out into the community, it's just
0: awesome. Well, bring them in here. We've got we've got plenty of time on Talk of the Town. I,
1: I know who to talk
0: to about You do that, that okay? I I'd will. Like to, I'd like to uh, showcase some of the young talent that we have. You're speaking of talent. This past weekend, I had two of my kids um, and many other kids In the robotics program, VEX Robotics had the MSU tournament after a
1: two-hour late start. Right. you got a little bit later start on on Friday, but they got it going. And yeah, your kids and hundreds of others. Yeah. I mean,
0: how much fun is that? What a great
1: venue, I mean, to have in our community. So Mm -hmm. you can invite tons of teams. um, And for people who haven't checked out robotics um, and think that competition is just – uh, kind of narrowed down to the area of sports, no.
0: Oh, this is, <laughs> I'm a sports mom too, but this is fully as much cheering and excitement oh. as in sports.
1: It is so much if fun If not to more. The kids come up with their team names, they've got their shirts, they've got this, these challenges, and these challenges are not for the faint of heart. I no. mean, they are, this is complex, this is complex stuff, yeah. and so... It they, starts
0: in junior high, too. And
1: they practice and they make changes and then they get, I mean, they're really excited when they
0: win and they're devastated when they lose. And It's the, kind of the epitome of teamwork, though, because, oh. I mean, you really have, you put your ace in your place, right? And yep. you've got somebody doing a notebook, you've got somebody that's designing and driving and engineering and programming and all of, all of those things and how they all work together.
1: They all work together and the, and, and the great thing about teamwork and the great thing about being on, is sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you yeah. don't you're not successful. Sometimes the machine breaks down. Sometimes there's personality conflicts mm-hmm. amongst team members what? and oh right, right and
0: I know that you're learning something.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to have those activities that appeal to so many different kids uh, within a school system and and our coaches do fantastic work at supporting, promoting Pushing kids, um, maybe sometimes out of their comfort zones, and yeah, yeah, it's just really fun to watch.
0: So a couple of times last week, you got to make the big call because of the weather. I know the first time I had people going, "Well, we didn't see, we didn't get the text, and it was something was down."
1: Yeah, Infinite Campus, which is our management system. That first day um, when we delayed, um, there was some glitch, not on our end, but on their corporate end, and they got that cleaned up. But yeah, weather that was a that kind of came in a string there with a, a. we got that snow and then it just kept snowing and snowing and mm-hmm. then it started blowing. So we were delayed again on Friday morning and, um, and now the cold. So it's, it, you know, we're, we're definitely in the th- the throes of winter and uh, those aren't, those aren't easy decisions to make, but you know, you try to keep, not try to, I mean, the, the safety of the kids and the staff, parents out driving, mm-hmm. kid drivers, buses on the roads. It's, um, it's, it's all of those things. And at the same time, you know, Education or going to school is really important. So yeah. you, you can't just wake up, look out your window, and say, "Ah, let's just bag it." Yeah, you gotta I can't do
0: that today. <laughs>
1: it's uh, there's a lot that goes into it, but um, hopefully we'll we'll uh, get over that.
0: And so maybe a little bit more normal, but shorter week yeah. this week. Uh, but the legislative session um, is coming. There's a forum coming, I should say. There
1: is, yeah, and you're right. Same, uh, our elected leaders up in St. Paul, they're going to get kicked off here right away in January. And so uh, our school district has historically uh, pulled together a legislative committee made up of not just board members and not just administrators, but we bring in teachers, support staff, students, uh, a lot of parents and community voice to really pull together and and think about what uh, we want to advocate for up in St. Paul. Um, and what we want our legislators to make sure that they're aware of as they're up taking votes and sitting in committee hearings. And mm-hmm. so our committee has been working the last few weeks about uh, in, in developing our platform, and it's done. And so today we'll have a chance to meet with our elected leaders, um, the state reps and the state senators from this area, share with them what our big priorities are um, and, and what we hope their priorities are.
0: Right. <laughs> and hopefully they match. Yeah. That and, would
1: be helpful. And, and so we've got something to send with them when they go up and then along with our school board and principal groups and superintendents and and teacher groups, we'll all be making our visits up there as well, knocking on doors, um, asking them how the progress is going. Mm. Because it's a big session. It's a funding year. Um, Public education is going to be front and center, um, asking and making our case for supporting our kids uh, within the public settings here in Mankato.
0: How long has the committee been working on their platform?
1: Yeah, so um, we've probably started... um, well, not probably. We, we started taking a look at what the major issues were going to be likely in front of the legislature this fall. Um, we know that the election in November can sometimes... We, we we really try not to make our platform appeal to one party or another. We really want to make uh, it unique to what uh, is needed here in Mankato. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but political um, elections really matter. And so as you see... Who's going to be the governor? What are the parties going to be in control of the House and Senate? We really start that in earnest in November, okay, um, in developing um, some big ideas, and then we bring those down into some themes and some really specific items that uh, made it onto our platform this year.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about the platform? Yeah. And is the public welcome here, or is this just a closed, like a forum? Uh, you know, where you're going to? Present? Yeah, no,
1: this is this is going to be wide open. Okay. So um, we're going to be meeting with all of the legislators. On uh, this afternoon at four o'clock, and uh, the the platform is really centered on uh, the state's uh, responsibility to fully fund public education. Okay, and so while we have different themes in it ones on funding, ones on mental health, ones on teacher recruitment, and ones on innovation, really the the ribbon that's running through all of those are the resources that are needed for our kids and staff members to do their very best work, and for our kids to learn um, at their very best. And mm-hmm. So from start to finish, it's about the full funding of public education. Mm. I mean, we, over time, as the legislature dedicates a two percent increase on the general funding formula, typically that's typically what we, we see, two, two point two five on the dollar on the increase of per pupil spending. That is just not cutting it in the last decade when okay. it comes to inflation and the you know, school districts have increased costs with your staffing increased costs with your utilities, increased right. costs. Right. Everything's your going up. Everything's going up. And so a 2% increase just uh, hasn't kept pace with reality. Mm-hmm. And so then districts are either making cuts or they're going out to their local taxpayers saying, hey, how about a referendum? Yeah, We haven't done that since 2017. Um, that might be coming. So we'll just have to see if that's uh, something that are, is going to be a part of our reality um, once they get done with their work. but. Um, a lot of it's on funding. special education, uh, full funding is also something that we're really dedicated to to seeing happen uh, up in St. Paul. Um, and then some some other areas that we know that as we continue to work on the whole student, academics, of course, really important. but social emotional needs of kids requires us to really dedicate time and energy and resources to mental health.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, there's there's only so many resources that schools have. So we need, more social workers. We need counselors. We need therapists um, in our schools to be working with kids and staff.
0: The county just put on their mental health wellness yeah. expo yeah. for the first time ever. It was inaugural. Right. Um, So it, it, we're looking at it from a county level even. I mean, when we break it down to the school district, then yep. and it's I think needed.
1: That, yep. And I think it, it just continues to demonstrate our, our, a better understanding across sectors of our society that Physical health is, is really important, and we understand when there are physical needs not being met. But the mental health needs of kids um, mm-hmm. are, are absolutely critical. If we um, want to continue to deliver on that promise of a high level of, of education with rigorous, relevant uh, content, kids have to be in a headspace right. that they are uh, ready to learn.
0: If we want to attend this, where do we need to be? What do we need to do? Yeah,
1: so we're going to be in the Mankato room at the Intergovernmental Center. Uh, that'll start at four o'clock this afternoon. Uh, we'll have we've invited all of our legislators, and we've we've gotten uh, commitments from from all of those folks. Our school board will be there. We'll have teacher reps. Many of the members of our committee will be there, and we'll also have paper copies of our platform that we'll be passing out to anybody who comes. And then what what we've really seen to be an effective way to engage in a forum like this is to share the platform, talk about the why, but then also hear from our legislators any sort of questions they may have. Mm -hmm. Um, And the great thing about our local legislators is that they do stay very connected with myself and our district throughout the process. Um, It's common for me to get an email or a text message from a legislator when they're sitting in committee, um, they may have they may have just heard something and they want to know what that would look like in our the schools down here in South Central Minnesota and so we're happy to provide that uh, perspective and as, as they do some really tough work it's not easy up there I mean they've got a lot of resources to spend but they're going to get a lot of asks we know and um,
0: I didn't realize you were really on call like that like
1: <laughs> yeah it's all the time huh? yep it's it's uh, it's it's quite a process and it'll take them some time yeah but we're really hoping that they get their work done faster than they usually do because, you know, we're going to have to be putting together our next year's budget and we're, we certainly can't wait until the spring to do that.
0: Right. What else is going on? I know that tonight that there's a recognition of a program that's helped raise some money for some of the classrooms.
1: Yeah, the, the uh, Mankato Area Foundation coordinated and convened the Help Teachers Help Kids Fund. We and talked
0: about that with Maureen, I think, when you was, were in here with her on a, on a different Talk of the Town. It was, but and,
1: and uh, that group wasn't quite at their fundraising goal, but they made it. They, they nice. raised $40,000, and those dollars are going to go directly to K-5 classroom teachers and K-5 special education classroom teachers in the form of a $200 stipend uh, to help with out-of-pocket out of, uh, expenses mm-hmm. that teachers oftentimes pay when they're getting ready in the summer and they're walking through a, a store and thinking, oh, my, I have a student who needs this. And yeah,
0: this will be great for the classroom. Yep. This will be, yeah. And,
1: uh, you know, lo- local budgets only go so far, so teachers oftentimes are dipping into their own personal things. So on uh, this, uh, t- at tonight's meeting, we're going to be recognizing uh, the folks who helped coordinate that fundraising. It's a really just a great uh, uh, recognition in um, a, a good example of just a community coming together to support kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what a great group of people oh. to do that. And thanks to Mankato Area Foundation for helping uh, put that all together as well to help everybody. Um, there is a special send-off for somebody that has been serving for, what, 20 plus, 20 years? Yep, like over that?
1: 20 years. She, uh, Jody Sapp, our board chair, been serving as the board chair for the last couple of years. And, boy, the last couple of years, what a challenge that has mm-hmm. been. Uh, not only just serving on a school board, but then... Helping navigate that ship in some some pretty rocky times, uh, and Jody's tonight's meeting will be Jody's last. Wow, um, she uh, she's uh, will be off the board uh, starting in January, and it's it would be hard to describe all of the different pieces that Jody has had an impact on if you think of twenty years the 20-year growth of this school district, the 20 years of staffing, the 20 years of buildings, the 20 years of-
0: Technology changes, needs. Yep, and she's
1: been there. She's been there engaged. She's been there asking uh, really great questions. She's got a soft spot in her heart, and she's passionate about kids uh, that sometimes are uh, maybe going to school in the shadows. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's got a real real, uh, commitment to kids with special needs and making sure that when we talk about, you know, all students, and we talk about an equity focus for our district. Uh, she wants to make sure that the, the kids who sometimes aren't recognized, the kids who are just coming to school because that's what you're supposed to do, we're doing everything that we can for them. So we'll miss her on the board, but, boy, we are so proud of the opportunity that we've had to work with her and serve with her, and uh, she will definitely be missed.
0: I know that in order to get some of those new board members out into the community, you're doing the the Saturday coffee with the community with some of them, and and that's going to continue.
1: It is. Yeah, we just had our last one here for 2022. Um, About a week ago, we were over at Roosevelt, had a great crowd, excellent conversation about, really, we were talking about public education and about the legislative process. And again, these are all community members coming to the board with their topics. Um, And it was really interesting to have community members come and say, hey, we need to make sure that we're talking with the right people in St. Paul about the, the the state of affairs in schools and how we need to make the case for resources and support. So that was great. It's interesting. We're also doing um, a version of that, those coffee conversations with our staff. And this last month, uh, cabinet members, myself, our director of HR, teaching and learning, special ed, we've been going around checking in with uh, staff members on how their years going? Mm-hmm. what are they what are they seeing? what are they what are they proud of? what's going well? What nuts are we still trying to crack? yeah um, as we're we're not quite at the halfway point of the school year, sure. but we're four months in. so uh, it's uh, it's good. and so that's a, a you know, there's a lot of ways that we check in, but that's just been fun to have a more informal setting to have a cup of coffee and and see uh, just get to know each other. a little Any bit.
0: themes pop up in those conversations that you're seeing uh, about good things that are happening? And- oh
1: well, I tell you, everyone is so thankful. That um, we aren't sitting in the same space that we were two years ago, yeah. or even a year ago. I mean, as all of the things that COVID brought with the the jilted schedules and kids being sick. I mean, we do have quite a bit of sickness with staff and students, but most of it has been influenza this fall. It, yeah, it's we, crazy. It has not been COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so people have just been really articulating that it's it's much more of a typical school year, and that we're getting um, really back to those bre- bread and butter items that school is all about. So there's a lot of Thanks and support for that. Challenges, though, um, you know, we're still s- staffing at the support staff level, paraprofessionals, cooks, custodians, um, substitute teachers. So w- that's an ongoing need, not just here in Mankato, but across uh, our region and really across the state. So um, we, we were able to talk about some strategies that we've got out there to um entice people to work with kids mm-hmm. on a regular basis even if they don't want to work every day I mean we can we've become much more flexible <laughs> um, and you don't even have to work the whole day you can work a couple hours yeah um, things look
0: different now right? oh yeah
1: playground and cafeterias and libraries and um, so but uh, yeah those are those are some things and and then uh, you know just as as our teachers continue to support kids in their classrooms um, we want to make sure that we're able to maintain reasonable class sizes and uh one way that we can do that is to make sure that our enrollment stays strong and the state uh, steps in and uh, make sure that we have the resources we need.
0: Well, thanks for all the information today, especially with the the uh, forum coming up and the committee going to, to present tonight. Um, Four o'clock, Mankato Room.
1: Mankato Room, down right downtown.
0: All right. We're going to send people there and uh, get you all tuned in with what's going on with the school district. Paul Peterson, District 77 Superintendent. Always good to have you in.
1: Nice to see you. I I'm going
0: to say the... Uh, See you next year.
1: Ah, nice. oh, yeah,
0: I've been doing that. Happy holidays, Lisa. <laughs> Happy holidays to you too. Thank you.